This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. In the news today, and this is a this is a big story and something that we need to take seriously. So uh, let me smarten up. Uh, the U.S., Britain, with the support of their coalition partners, and they did mention in their statement Canada, uh, along with Bahrain and some other other countries, uh, conducted a series of air takes uh, air strikes on Houthi military positions in Yemen last night. They labeled it a massive direct response to a series of escalating attacks on vessels in the Red Sea. You've probably seen this story. Now, this all started, of course, after Israel's response to the Hamas terrorist attack of October the 7th. It's part of the escalating tensions in the region. So the question now is, does what happened last night lessen the worry that this conflict will continue to escalate and spread, or make it more likely that it will do that? Of course, multiple other areas of concern surrounding the situation in Gaza to help us sort it all through. We have retired Major General Dennis Thompson, a fellow at the Canadian Global Affairs Institute and the University of Manitoba's Centre for Defence and Security Studies. Uh, Major General, thanks so much for being here today. I appreciate it. Good morning, Shay. Um, okay, so let's just start with what happened uh, late yesterday afternoon, overnight in the Middle East, um, the attacks on the Houthi positions in Yemen. You knew that was coming, given the repeated attacks uh, on vessels sailing through the Red Sea. You knew there had to be a response, right? So this isn't in- surprising, I wouldn't think. Not at all. I mean, uh, at this point, the Houthis have attacked some 27 ships and essentially closed down the Red Sea, and of course, by extension, the Suez Canal. And that has a, a serious effect, of course, on a serious economic effect on all of us, because now those products which would have sailed to the Suez Canal have got to go all the way around Africa. Right. So we saw the the attacks on these installations. The targets, we were told, are uh, installations that had been used before, and this was meant to end the threat to those ships. Again, makes sense. It does make sense. I'm not certain it's going to totally uh, shut down the the Houthis. Of course, uh, you may be aware they attacked some 60 targets across the region in 16 different locations inside of Yemen. Uh, They went after air defense sites, missile depots, uh, missile launch sites, and radars. Uh, And they made sure that they, they... the message that they didn't go after any political targets. But we don't have the battle damage assessment, as the military likes to say, so we're not sure if they were entirely successful. I don't think this is the end of, uh, of the strikes against the Houthis. Um, okay, so we'll likely see more of that. How do you think it fits into the whole conversation about the scope of what's happening in the region and the concern that we'll see escalation, the concern that we will see this spill out of Gaza into other areas, which of course we have, but that it will become a much larger conversation conflict. What does this tell us about that? Well, my opinion is this strike is more about deterrence than it is about escalation. So you can stand off as the, and the naval mission is called Operation Prosperity Guardian. You can stand off and bat down the missiles that are coming down out of the, out of Yemen to protect commercial shipping. But clearly they haven't been able to convince the commercial shippers that they can do this uh, ad, you know, ad infinitum. And so at some point, if you're going to deter the Houthis, you have to actually go on the offensive. And that's essentially what happened last night. So I see this more as 
deterrence rather than escalation. And of course, uh, Iran, who are the principal sponsors of the Houthis, uh, they, they understand this signaling and they're not going to get more involved. They're happy to let their proxies do the heavy lifting for them. So it, it's, uh, again, deterrence, not necessarily escalation. And if they had done nothing, then, of course, uh, the situation in Red Sea would have remained the same. Of course, no, no question about it. Um, in terms of what's happening uh, around the situation involving Israel in Gaza, uh, a lot of developments around there. Uh, the President of the United States said earlier this week, hey, tried to tell some protesters, I've been working behind the scenes to get Israel out of Gaza. Um, we know what's going on at the International Court of Justice right now with South Africa, bring a, a case of genocide before the court. We'll see where that goes. Um, we've got the EU, we've got all kinds of people touring. Anthony Blinken is there once again. Where do you think the pressure is right now in terms of how intense it is on Israel to bring this to some sort of situation where it's not in the eye of the world, you know, it's being seen. I mean, it's pretty negative right now, Major General. I mean, I think Israel's under intense international pressure. What do you make of all that? Well, the narrative is definitely not working in no, Israel's favor. definitely not. And, and while Hamas is a, is a legitimate military target, the methodology is important. And so I think it's fair to say that the, the response has been disproportionate. I don't want to tread on any other words because uh, that, as you say, it's in front of the International yeah. Court of Justice in The Hague. Uh, and so, you know, again, Israel does not have a history of counterinsurgency. They have a history, a very successful history of counterterrorism. And it, they have decided to employ that mechanism rather than anything that would be population-centric and might allow uh, a modicum of humanitarian assistance to the to the, the to the poor population, to the Gazans, the civilians who are caught in this uh, in this fray. Um, unfortunately, when we listen to Mr. Netanyahu, we get the impression that nothing's mm-hmm. going to change, and no amount of American pressure is going to change his mind. But uh, but I think the Americans and others have got to stay engaged in order to ensure he gets the message. They need to to provide more humanitarian assistance and be even more targeted in their in their uh, approach to taking out Hamas, which again is a legitimate military target. No question, absolutely. Um, do you think? It, 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 does it come down to the United States? Because we've seen all kinds of different countries stand up and say this has to stop, this has to stop. Uh, and, and you're right, um, it, coming out of Israelis' um, defense forces, they're, they're not going to stop. They have no intention on stopping. So um, how do you think this does resolve itself, and or, or does it, or does this just continue until there's nothing left in Gaza? It's tough to say. Uh, of course, the Israelis will say that they they have provided a plan for the Gazans by creating a space in a in a in a part of the Gaza Strip called uh, Al Mawasi, which is on the Mediterranean coast. But it's like 8.5 square kilometers of sand, so it's not really a realistic solution to push everybody into that corner of the Gaza Strip. So you can take apart, disassemble the rest of the Gaza Strip and take out Hamas that way. The only nation that can stop Israel is the United yeah. States. And unfortunately, we're in an election year uh, because, you know, the U.S. could just say, okay, we've had enough. We're going to cut off uh, your funding uh, and and that's it. Uh, But that's not going to happen in an election year. So unfortunately, I think we're going to see months of uh, of the same, more of the same, sadly. Yeah, unfortunately. Um, Major General, thank you so much for being here. I do appreciate your time, as always, sir. Thank you, Shay, for having me.